this is Will Wheaton from Radio Free Burrito, and you are listening to Versus the World Radio. The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Welcome to Versus the World Productions and our official coverage of the International Consumer Electronics Show 2012. Stay tuned for reviews and opinions direct from the show floor about all your favorite technologies and gadgets. And now, without further ado, take it away, guys. Hello and welcome to the final evening of our Consumer Electronics Show 2012 coverage. I am the other Todd, sometimes uh, known as Gnomewise. I am proper Todd, and I'm naked! Again! Woo! All weekend I've been naked. Do not look directly at the big white man. <laughs> it's really and, true. No, I mean I don't have any cans on. Again. <laughs> it's liberating. Well, his earballs are naked. My earballs are naked. You're bleeding! Bonnie! My earballs are naked. <laughs> and I am Wayne. Wayne is amongst us. Ladies, hide your daughters. It's true. Okay. Women dig it. Women <laughs> dig it. Dig it. Apparently. <laughs> we We've already got Cupcake going on in the IRC. Cupcake! I, I'm pleased to say that I started that. Yes, you did. Yes. Oh, you spelled it. And yes, there are three Ks in Cupcake. Yep. Oh, I'm so... You I shall learn. Really, really, I should do that then. There you go. Say it with me. Cup cookie! <laughs> I still can't spell it right. Apparently. <laughs> you got enough K's that time, but... Oh, yeah, well, whatever. Oh, I hate you so much. In and out. <laughs> You're torpedoing the meme, dude. Oh, well, we haven't truly launched the meme. Well, let's think about... Tor- what, I mean, what is torpedoing the meme a euphemism for? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> you torpedoed me right in the meme, dude. Right in the meme! In front of my... Dude! Anyway. <laughs> we'll play. Hey, we'll 35, play. 35 seconds and we're already off the rails. That's yes. Right. So welcome to our final official, I, th- I would say, show for VTW about CES 2012. Our final episode of this show from the vast broadcast Cathedral! Cathedral. Oh. Oh. then. Yes, indeed. So I swear to God that I will not make bad jokes <laughs> in this show. It's because we wait until after the show to hit the vodka. Oh, wait. You know what? I just did. Damn it. <laughs> Fail. Well. So we had our final day show-wise. Yes. Rolling around the... Expansive Las Vegas. Well, I can't talk. Las, <laughs> Las Vegas Las Convention, Vegas Convention Center. Center. Thank you for putting me in my radio voice, Wayne. You've saved the show and <laughs> Christmas. And that would be a first and only time. It had to happen one day, and I'm just glad that I was here to see it. And I'm spent. <sighs> oh, the amount of energy that takes. Yes, indeed. We saw... 
we, we actually granted our first Spontaneous Versus the World Productions Award today. We oh, did. did we? We did. We, we granted the Consumer Electronics Show Major Corporation That Does Not Have Their Head Up Their Ass Award. Oh, yes, that's right. We oh, did. Oh, I missed this. See, now, we sure did. I'll set the stage a little bit because this time I just accepted. Uh, we were on a limited schedule uh, to go into our final full day with the whole crew. And unfortunately, um, neither Grail nor... Dax is here to finish giving their thoughts and anything they saw today. They're they were with home. us. Oh, yeah, they were f- with us at the con, but had to leave before we had time to broadcast, before our scheduled time. They're flown away home. And Tomorrow be- I'll be driving away home, so yes. there will, should be a Casually Hardcore on Sunday, so we'll be able to pick their brains at that point for their, their final reflections on Consumer Electronics Show 2012. Yes, and so in, and this was preempted. By a later night than we had originally <laughs> planned. <laughs> Thank you, iHeartRadio. Yes, actually, much props and thanks to iHeartRadio for providing, wow, uh, yeah. one of my best nights I've had in Vegas, where at least, you know, where I had to that sleep was alone. unexpected. <laughs> you sleeping at home. Yeah, you're not coming, you're coming home alone. was unexpected. But the random handout from the JVC booth, yes. JVC Kenwood. They gave us these little... Uh, There's actually our heart radio people in the Yeah, booth. yeah they, the they were wandering around in, the con, and it was they were supposed to be for a prize initially, right? I be, yeah, there's also that. They, they, they had their other stuff to get, to get you talking about iHeartRadio. Which is working, go Well, yes. Well, hey, we, well, at this point, I feel <laughs> we're we happily. Yeah, exactly. They took good care of us, so yes, you so scratch my back with and I will, vodka yes. and I'll scratch and yours. I will, this, uh, how's your father later? This whole on thing the, on started the with, like, oh, iHeartRadio, I'll tweet about you right now. Right. They're like, you want some passes? To this thing? With the stuff and the place and the people? I'm like, sure, what the hell? I mean, this is a convention where everybody in the universe is pressing something into your hand. Yeah. Yes, yes, they are. So the, when we got this, yeah, whatever, okay, okay, fine. And then we got a little closer look at these badges they had given us, and it revealed... It revealed that they were hosting a, what they called, official CES after party. And what we call a rave. <laughs> At the which which hotel was it at the Aria the Aria the Aria hotel the, the Aria Center hotel in, in the, the center, center city center in Vegas on the Strip and the club in there called Hayes and so we after as broadcasting that entire evening was a yeah what ended up as uh, we decided that after the show we got a second win so much or some of us did. At which point we dragged Gnomoise Todd other out of the house yeah. against his will, more or less. Well, actually, not even more. No, or less. no, no. Absolutely. Uh, don't you dare say we. Yeah, what I we, have what we nothing white man. to do with this. Okay, uh, you, I like and Dax are ganged up on my wife. Yes, I like. I'm sorry. The reason your husband will not be home yet is very much my fault. She's been briefed, and so, uh, so we decided we would check out this party, and if nothing else. Make that a starting for, for whatever we might do this our, that our evening. One night, or one night, yes, strip or whatever. Of all of us together exploring some of Vegas's yep. whatever. So we went to the club and went down. And it was nice. We, you know, we got dressed up a little bit, had the little badges on, walked in, they checked our IDs, and it was like, hey, cool, no stamped admission. Our, stamped our wrist with yes. a little smiley face. Yes. And if you've ever been in Vegas and trying to go to a club, just getting in without admission is already a bonus. Right. 
Um, and especially when I'm not a woman in a short skirt. Yes. So I'm not used to that treatment. Just tonight you weren't in the short skirt. No, no. I didn't bring that outfit. Yeah. And so we went in and it was a treat because we went to the bar. It wasn't too busy when we first arrived. Ordered drinks and they poured them for us and said, enjoy. Right. Oh. Wait, wait, what? Second tier bonus. Open bar. Yeah. An open bar in Vegas? At a club? Awesome. iHeartRadio notched up. You yes, we started you just to. bought a bigger piece of our soul. Congrats <laughs> <laughs> so, on your ding, iHeartRadio. <laughs> Followed by, nonetheless, uh, people in iHeartRadio shirts walking around with trays of food. And it was really good food. Yes. It's not like reheated you know, taquitos. <laughs> This is like mini burgers and you know, your, your, your standard but high-quality hors d'oeuvre type food. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, we've stumbled. We've clearly stumbled into something. It's like, how are we here? Didn't care. <laughs> so I'm, I'm drinking my the vodka Collins and like, wow, that was... That Mixed really, well. That was really tasty and, and, and good. Wait, they're not watering down the drinks? So I return and I pay a little bit closer attention when I fetch my next beverage. Yes. And they're not... Pouring the well vodka. Oh no! They had gray goose. They were pouring gray by goose. Big, and, and when they opened the little thing underneath, there they was had a, a whole like thirty bottles yeah, of they, gray they goose. They were prepared for us. Yes, they were. And they were generous pours. Where my vodka Collins was vodka Collins. Oh yes, my Long Islands that I got were very clear, mm-hmm. which does not happen in a Long Island. So <laughs> no. So not much sweet and sour there. That was there. A, a grand beginning oh, to yes. the evening. And lo and behold, iHeartRadio, which is a internet implication of, and I, I don't know if it's clear. You mean the application? Well, no, yeah. it's because it's not just the app on your phone, but website also. Okay. That works a lot like Pandora, except that it also, also streams live broadcasts from the radio stations that are involved with iHeartRadio. Right. This is something I've known about from Denver because a lot of the stations there do use it. Right. And so this was their big coming out CES party. Yeah, this is one where they really wanted their presence known, so they, they had invited this, they all had kinds this of DJ people. guy too. Well, uh, you know, they were spinning some records, and yeah. they kind of announced that they were going to have a headliner at the party, mm-hmm. which happened to be Will I Am. Yeah. And oh yes, he was. Uh-huh. And we were kind of expecting. Yeah, he'll come. He'll do a little set. Yeah, and, and he'll say, Good it's, Vegas. it's one put- of those he'll come. He'll be late, like uh-huh. all those kind of things. He might show up for the last half hour or something. Now, at, say this, hey, at this stage, Proper Todd and I have vacated premises because we're too old for that crap. <laughs> that and casinos That's are calling them. one way of saying it. <laughs> Not our scene. Well, it makes my head throb. That and Will I that, am? Maybe that was, or that was maybe the really good drinks. Yes. <laughs> well, Will I Am also uses very generous amounts, as Dax put it, of bass. Yes. Lots of oomt, oomt, boom. But the kind of massages your yes. spleen oh, from the inside. Oh, yes. it, it did a job of like tetrising our insides back Chest into... Chest cage rattling yes. bass. <laughs> Rearrange, oh, remodel, remodel those organs. Good Lord, uh, there's bones in there. <laughs> Why do my fat pants fit better? <laughs> No, it was amazing. So, and it's great because Will I Am showed up there very shortly after we got there, maybe not even an hour after us being there, and then played until we had had enough. Yeah. And so he wasn't himself singing a whole lot, but was spinning the records. Right, he was DJing. And Daxter Grail and I were in the very front row. Yes, you were. The entire night. When we came back in and checked on you, I'm like, where the hell are you? <laughs> Proper touch. Like, they're in front. Oh, yes. 
Oh, yeah, there they are. And we fed off. Three we, feet from Will I Am. Okay. Yep. Oh, yes. I have pictures. If you haven't seen them posted, they're blurry because we were dancing around at the time. But you can see Will I Am within spitting distance. And maybe I did catch some of it. But sweat, baby. It was hot in there. Yes. Lots of, uh, lots well, of that, thrusting bodies. That and the Hayes Club providing their own dancing girls and <laughs> yep. man in a, in a robot outfit dancing with lights. It was an amazing experience. It was one of those we're really feeling like part of an exclusive thing that occurred. Mm-hmm. We had an amazing time. But being Vegas, and we turned in early, mind you. Yes. We got done at the club at like 3, 3.30 in the morning. Two. Well, you got two. We no, got, it was we two. We finally got settled and back here all the way. It was, it was three by then. But you, you was failed. it then? Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're right. We must have left around two. But it wasn't Todd even was the designated lo- driver. He knows yeah. these things. Uh, yeah. And thank you for that. Thank you very much. But so it was one of those that we left the club way before it was over. Right. Will I Am wasn't even close to being done. And there were people in the building that we never even see or we never saw come on stage. There were supposed to be like 50 Cent, Akon, mm-hmm. a few others that he announced were in the building. And Will I Am okay. was not giving up the stage. No, he was having too good a time. He really was having a good time. I'm staying. And so were we. So, yeah, that preempted us getting up a little later a little today. Bit. A little bit. Um, give it, taking our sweet time, hydrating, and although not fueling much as we didn't take the time to actually cook breakfast. Yeah, when I, and you know, it, I got up to do the, the segment on the morning stream. So yes, up, you, you are a trooper, by the way. Had to be done. And went out and got... Uh, breakfast stuff because we had tapped it out up to that point and brought it back and we promptly didn't use most of it. <laughs> right. Ah, uh, the mission of tonight and tomorrow. Ah, uh, egg uh, sandwiches for all. Nom, 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 nom. But uh, I also came downstairs to a pristine Wendy's bag with a cold hamburger in it. <laughs> Todd had to explain Oh my god, dude. I need a cheeseburger. This is other Todd. <laughs> You gotta give me a cheeseburger. This is proper Todd shuttling me back from the. I'm like, okay, dude, we'll get you a cheeseburger. Your car's out of gas, so I'm stopping in and getting gas. That's probably a good idea. Do you still want your cheeseburger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh cheese. Oh cheese. But but. Uh... So we get into the Wendy's. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I want it with only, I don't even remember what you Ketchup said. Ketchup and pickle. Ketchup and pickle. I said, okay, I want a single cheeseburger. No. <laughs> <laughs> no cheese. No cheese. <laughs> I want a cheeseburger <laughs> without cheese. Exactly. Okay. Cheeseburger, no cheese. So please. cheeseburger with no cheese. So we got that taken care of, and then we got other oh. Todd back, and other Todd can proceeded to almost immediately lay down on the couch and go. Yep. <laughs> I was. Did I mention how generous the pores were, and how good Grey Goose? Well, is. considering that while we were still there, and you were with us down on the uh, dance floor, you proceeded to you had participated, like dude, while you were down there. Oh, yeah. Oh, and you were you were bouncing with us. You came out to the floor, so I'm not, I'm not totally Caucasian. <laughs> Just I an am. appearance. I don't know what to do with that. Dance to it. I I don't know how to dance. <sighs> yes, you do. It just takes half a football. 
That was last trip. <laughs> ladies, ladies, ladies. <laughs> you see, the funny part is he's just like, <laughs> Jay's in the hisses. Jay's solid, Baba in the hisses. Yes, indeed. So today's trip to CES proper was a bit abbreviated by the rest of the day centers. We've kind of had this uh, deflating time frame that we spend in the con each day. Which is fine, because this is no longer our first time in, and we were a little more focused on the things we wanted to see where we wanted to go. I didn't need to stop at every little component booth this time to mm-hmm. see what new widget gadget or whatever you know thing they were going to try to sell in the next, I don't know. It's been done. And so we were able to focus much more on actually seeing things that we felt you guys would be interested in, and just technology that caught our eyes. With that, I'm curious to know what you two saw today. We filled in the gaps on some of the bigger boys. Because well, we had seen some of that. I had seen a lot of that already. Um, we had, missed, and Dax the, we had well. missed the Sony, the Panasonics, and the... Who's the other big boy? Samsung? Um, or? No, we had Samsung yesterday. We took Grail Panasonic, back. Sony. Uh, we took them by... I don't even remember. The other big one. Apparently, apparently the, the, you know, the conclave of technology companies. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't even know. So, so the, the big room. Yeah, but the, the, one, the first one we, yeah, the we, we alluded to earlier, the major corporation without their head up their ass award of 2012 goes to dun, 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 Panasonic. Yes. Ah, for demoing something that we've wanted for a while now. It's basically a wireless interchange system built into their television. It simply joins your existing Wi-Fi. So, ding, not proprietary, industry Yay, standard. That's a plus. Mark one. Mm-hmm. To talk to other media devices, and ding two is it was completely, or will be when it releases, version two, completely cross-platform. Yes. iOS, Android, and BlackBerry OS. For... Taking over the television as a display for just flicking things off of the tablet in your hand and having it display and play up on the big TV. And seemed to work very seamlessly, very intuitively, and it's exactly what you want to have. You want to have, hey, this thing is cool in my hand. I want to share it or I just want to see it on the higher resolution screen. Flick, press play, done. Is it possible that the... Panasonic people got intelligent focus groups over the last year because all, I can only imagine all that they that Apple ignored that they <laughs> sat down in a room and said, "What what would you do if you had to buy a Panasonic TV, a Galaxy Tab, a Panasonic Smart Blu-ray player in order to get to be able to shunt Have all, all your stuff things. around every place?" And the people in the Focus group said, that's really stupid. We wouldn't, <laughs> exactly. we wouldn't do that. Yeah, it's we like, wouldn't buy already, any of your I, products. We'll go buy somebody else. Well, mm-hmm. so but I already own these things right. here, here, and here. You don't generally upgrade your entire oh, God, entertainment no. center no, it's at true. the same time. It is a modular system, and you upgrade when either when crap breaks or... When you when, can't stand it anymore. Or, or something compelling arrives that you must have. Yes. yes. I must have, must have, consume, consume... And this allows you to, at your next television upgrade, bring all your existing devices to the table. Brings all the boys to the yard. And... <laughs> it's, a, it's a milkshake? It is a milkshake. 
It should, yeah, that should be the internal code word. It's, it's Panasonic milkshake. Project Milkshake. There you go. Um, <laughs> Intel was demoing a similar idea over at their pavilion. Well, well and theirs is more just a general all technology and more so computing. The benefit to the Panasonic is available now. Oh, yes. oh. Version 1.0 plays only with the uh, Tough Tablet, which is Panasonic's own. Okay, yeah. Version 2, in about two months' time, will... And the other big thing was they're already demonstrating the ability to upgrade in place. They're saying version 2 will load directly on your TV as a firmware update, and we will give you all this vast new array of features and compatibility to all your other devices. You have won the you do not have your head up your your ass award award of 2012. Congratulations. And there was much rejoicing. Yay! Yay! Oh, that is very good to hear. So may... May many other manufacturers follow Yeah, follow suit and realize that yes. maybe you should actually listen to your consumers and realize that you are not as special as you think. Yep. You are not a unique and special snowflake. We want your crap to work with the stuff we already own. Yep. If yeah. you do that, you will get our money. Yes. No, that's great to hear because I think it was also Panasonic, which was the one group that I had mentioned yesterday. They had done a lot of work on the 3D, not necessarily the overall quality of their sets. They're not bad, but the things they brought to the table... We're getting rid of some of those little ghosting in the 3D and darker blacks, things like that. Yeah. Where I saw them do a lot of those kind of tweaks to their systems, which I think are really, really good things they're doing. Well, most of the 3D technologies, because they're separating out images between your left and your right eye, de facto cut the luminosity of the screen. Oh, yes, significantly. Yes. It's a 50% hit. So they've gone back and they've cranked up the brightness on these things unbelievably to get them back to parity with their 2D cousins. Mm-hmm. And it really showed this year. I mean, I, I, you may have noticed from listening to me talking about this stuff previously, was really down on the whole 3D idea. And oh, yeah, we all were. Still not going to rush out and buy one, but the demonstrations were a heck of a lot more impactful this year than this last. This year than last, in yeah, a big way. agreed. The no-glasses ones are all uniformly crap. Yes. The... Polarized passive glasses ones, routinely superior to the active glasses ones in all important regards. The quality of the screen, the cost of the glasses, and the lack of inducing immediate headache. (laughs) Which is funny because that was actually one of the discussions I had with the ViewSonic girls when I was looking at the the monitor and playing Mm -hmm. the game on it. Was that normally active shutter will give me a headache. But that that was a little 23 inch screen. Yeah, I, I notice it more when you're looking at big, oh, big screen. screens, like, even like in the yeah. movie theater. With oh the gosh, shutter. shutter glasses pain me often. Get away from them. This is why 4K sets are coming to the market this year. Well, Sony had their uh, emerging technologies section once we got over to the Sony booth, and they had an interesting answer or just another direction for media consumption uh, that we uh, your total immersion. Oh, yes. VR helmet. Oh, I saw those, but didn't want to wait in the line. The visor. Yeah, this is is the the technology that wraps around your head and and puts the screen right in front of your eyes that you've seen in every negative dystopian future world. If, yeah, if it were to, well, and it's out right now. Yeah, you can actually buy it for 800 bucks. If you, if the version that's out right now was the only version that was ever going to be, it's a no-buy. Right. However... Iterate on this positively Two more twice. Times. Yeah, version three of this technology will be the most amazing thing of all time for personal Period for end. personal media consumption. Mm-hmm. There's basically a helmet 
that gives you headphones. <clears throat> it gives you two Goggles, screens. Yeah. Yes. There's only one other thing that they have to do. Make it lighter. It has to be... No, uh, well, yes. so it has to be lighter. It can't cut off the top and bottom of the screen right. through the aperture. Um, it needs to be wireless on the back yes. end. Ah, yes. And they're already working on that because there are a variety of wireless HDMI standards that are in place that just have not been yeah, widely no, no one's really, disseminated I've, yet. I've seen demos, but it's not everywhere. But they're planning for it, at least. Although that could be kind of dangerous. Because once you can go wireless and walk around with that... I don't think you would, but it'd be nice not to be Well, it's one, I could just see one of those things where you don't think about it. Yeah, I just wanted to be able to take the thing to my bedroom. Yeah. Or... Without having to bring the cube that runs yeah, it Yeah, I got you. you. I understand. I, I agree. I think wireless it, it is the right HDMI way to go. It takes HDMI in, and it basically gives you your personal screen. He said it was simulating watching a 150-foot screen from 12 feet away and in supported 3D. So you had your own personal... Uh, digital stereo in your headphones. You have your own very high resolution uh, 3D screen with with the integrated 3D glasses as all part of the unit. Mm-hmm. Impressive looking. I, yeah. I was watching the Spider-Man re 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 reboot uh, trailer, and it looked very shiny. Yeah. But the, all all the shortcomings you um, mentioned were in glaring that, and the fact that. The spotlights in the convention center were bleeding yes. in. Oh, big ah. time. So it would be greatly improved just watching it in a dark, in a dark environment. Yeah. 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 Being able to actually control your environment. Yeah. But since you see, hmm. The whole so I'm always curious when I see those kind of rigs built. Because mm-hmm. I've seen various versions of things like that in the past. From ones that actually were motion tracking and all that for gaming. Whatever you want to call it. Virtual reality. Yeah. VR. Everyone VR. has always given me a headache and made me nauseous after a period of time. This one, since you're just watching a movie, less so. Less so. Yeah, I can understand that. No, the problem that it got me on, though, is usually because of the weight. Because yeah. after a period of time, it just it feels like it just continuously is crushing mm-hmm. you. And this one was still a little on the heavy side. Yeah, this one the is The demo still didn't heavy. last long enough to really have it yeah, become annoying. Um, and, but the, in those next couple iterations, we would hope that they would shave that down a bit. Oh, yeah. That would be the downside of the wireless one is now you're, you're, you're toting a battery pack. Well, also, yeah, that, that's true. But with proper design, you can even minimize the effect of that. But we'll see. Yep. Um, that was one of the more interesting off-the-beaten-path things that Sony had to show. Nice. Very um, nice. What else left? Yeah, what else there? did you guys see, especially in the center well, hall there? We talked about it yesterday, but I want to talk about it again because... We showed it to them. Grail and Daxa hadn't seen it yet. Yeah. But gotcha. the transparent touchscreen... Display. Display. From Samsung. Ah, gotcha, From gotcha. Samsung. That... Is basically a window, like a window in your yeah. house. Yeah. Window in your house, but has a touch But you can touch it, and it shows it. you things. And well, it, you, well, you look at it, and it looks like so they're, they're the Twitter logo, and they had a little calendar up there, and it looks like somebody walked up to the window and stuck brightly colored decals on it. Yeah. But nice. then it changes. Yeah. You know, right. Holy crap, that's a screen. Right. And you hit a button, and up pops the weather forecast. You hit another button, up pops some apps. Mm-hmm. Look, uh, you remember from Minority Report, they had the, the big glass yes. walls. Yeah. And you could see through, and that, that's essentially what that's they exactly have created. That's exactly what So my question with that becomes, where's the application of a device like that, of a display like that? It could be the real window, because in the trick that they showed us today that made us go, huh? So they pressed a button, and virtual window blinds came up. And he pulled the string on the blinds, and it blacked, blacked out the glass. Okay. Now I'm a little more interested. So I'm picturing a like a movie theater or a um, performance theater. That's yes. a glass dome. 
Yes. And during the day or for certain kinds of functions, you let it be clear glass. Mm-hmm. And then when it's time for the movie to start or for the play to start, you press a button and it blacks it out. Yeah. That's fairly impressive. Completely light tight. Yeah. It was completely light tight. Black, black. Black, black. All right. That, that sounds a lot more interesting. So to I me. can also see, and of course, older architected or the older designed places. Less so. Don't accommodate this very well. But I can see if this technology catches on, you having a window in your bedroom, in your bathroom, in a in whatever room you specify, mm-hmm. being the size of one of these screens. And as I'm getting up in the morning, I look outside. There's the weather. Here's what the traffic looks like. All my little widgety things. Mm-hmm. Whilst I'm getting dressed in the morning before I leave for work. Well, consider a large, like, San Diego aquarium. Yeah. The side of an aquarium, a sheet of this glass. Well, that's the thing. (laughs) Showing off and highlighting things you're looking at in the aquarium. And being able to do presentations. Oh, look, here's the fish here. And here's the cave where the moray eel lives and so on. No, I like it because, in essence, what you're able to create there is some kind of virtual reality to whatever you're looking at, as well as just a screen, just an interface. Mm-hmm. Because this kind of technology could also be leveraged in a way what we were already seeing through all the car manufacturers yeah. that were try- or AV well, stuff that were trying to do the heads-up displays, is that if you had this not necessarily built into the windshield, but just as a drop-down piece of glass or, or something that came overlay up, yeah, inside the safety glass. That you could then include that. And that's why with something like that with the aquarium tank, is you could put that as a layer above where it's not maybe the entire tank. I can only imagine right. what that cost. Well, yeah, that, but, that was the other big question. But is, windows there, too. does this cost? Well, it's and an this is emerging technology. Yeah, right. so yeah this, this was is, in their R&D yeah, we innovation. We can do this. It's not even close to a product yet. Yeah. But that is very cool. Like The reason I ask is because there are so many sci-fi shows you see. Mm-hmm. Where, like, Battlestar even, I think, had them. Um, oh, yeah. And Avatar, stuff like that, where you'd see these screens that were mostly transparent or see-through because it's a cool whiz-bang effect. Mm. But I keep thinking of... I was actually sitting there behind it trying to read something on a screen where I can still see through behind it. Yeah. How It'd be like trying to hold be? up a transparency without a white background and trying to read it. But they, what they demoed was hit the button, and now the background is black, and it's a screen Well, screen. and if it can actually... You know, completely opaque so that you can read it properly. Mm-hmm. That's cool. But that was the part where just prior to that, because it's like, hey, it's a see-through screen, and I see my desk. Yeah, what I would ima- and I, would I can't imagine read anything the, on it. Yeah, I would imagine during the shakedown period for this technology that they'll figure that out. Yeah. That they'll do semi-opaque or total opaque as a configurable setting. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing will be to see is... What did it cost them to make this demo? Oh, yeah. <laughs> is this something that they dropped a couple mil on? Like, yes. Oh, sure is this something they're investing in? We cannot mass produce this because it uses some unbelievably rare elements <laughs> that yeah. only China has supplies of now. Yeah, right. You know, oh, yes. This uses well, no, that, that's 17 just of be the a... 23 rare earth metals. Yes. yes. <laughs> no, I, I, but well, who knows? Because this is very much like what we first thought when they sent out OLED screens. Right. They're, oh, great, you can make a 13-inch one. Who cares? No mm-hmm. one's ever going to be able to see this in a 55. Oh, well, this year, not only will we see them in a 55, we're going to start selling them. We also so, went over to, at, at uh, the behest of Grail and Daxa, went over to the Mitsubishi area <laughs> and saw their they had to 93 see the 93-inch projection. <laughs> Rear projection that looks yes. like a freaking LCD. Now they've, like I said, Mitsubishi is the company that is still championing mm-hmm. the Big. rear projection 
and going for the, the scales you can achieve. Oh, gosh, with yes. With that, they've been able to make huge screens. And their depth still keeps getting smaller and smaller or not getting any bigger. Right. Now, so 93 inches with only... How deep was the screen, or did you get to see or hear? Two or three inches? Um, no, I mean... The depth of the entire casing behind it? Yeah. Was, no. It was ridiculous. No. For a rear projection? Huh? I don't know how they pulled it off without there being a severe oh, angle. Oh, no, I know how. What? Mirrors? I don't know. Math. 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 Again. It's amazing how often that comes up. Yep. But, yeah, no, that... Wow. It was... If we're thinking about the same device here... Well, because I never really... I didn't go in and look well, at it, they but had it's set back yeah, in, it, in they the black. Yeah, it's on purpose. But yes. that's really impressive. Yes, it was. <laughs> so it's nice... And, but CES, this kind of show, you know, is, is about showcasing some of the outliers. Yes. Um, Although the, those screens will be for sale. I know that. Yeah. Mitsubishi was already selling 70 and 80 inch plus screens. Oh, yeah, so. It's a mixture of stuff that is to market and stuff that is about to be released mm-hmm. or stuff that they'd like to get around to if they can find a market for it and stuff that's launched that we can't figure out the market for. We were talking yes. about the, <laughs> the Galaxy Note. It's like, it's nice. I'm not sure who's going to buy who's it. Who's going to buy it. Mm-hmm. But okay. Time will tell. Hmm. You know, I was distracted by the fact that it's time for our break. Aha. 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 Ho, ho, he, he. To the happy home where life is beautiful all the time. You, yes, you, no, I'm talking specifically to you, you. <laughs> are listening to Versus the World Productions, Crazy Nerds at the Consumer Electronics Show 2012. Where? Who? What? Do they speak what? <laughs> Do they speak what planet are you from, no, boy? Do they speak basic on what? <laughs> Do they speak basic on what? What? Basic mother. Do you speak <laughs> it? What? <laughs> then you know what I'm saying. What does Darth Plagueis the Wise <laughs> look like? He's bald. Go on. He's black. Does he look like a bitch? What? <laughs> Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, mother. Say what one more goddamn time. Yeah, we kind of had a oh, that was momentary epic. improv session. That, no, that, that needs to be a voiceover on a... Yes. Yeah, Pulp Fiction meets... Star Wars Episode 3. Revenge of the Sith. All came for the innocent... Hand me my lightsaber. It's one that says bad mother on it. Yeah. <laughs> and we were off. Yes. All started with the premise of Samuel L. Jackson dropping the F-bomb in the Star Wars, in a, in as, a as, Star as Wars Mace Windu, yes. And yeah, where that would Windu. take us. Yep. <laughs> that's right where it took us. So anyway. And it wasn't just a moment. No. Oh, God, we did the it scene. Was a, yes. We did the, we scene. did the scene. Yeah. We included some Yoda in that. Yes. <laughs> Yoda, chapter 4, verse 26. <laughs> That's something that we might have to record as a uh, off, oh, you know, a side thing that we, maybe we will, we will get sued. People with the proper uh, content or proper age verification can finally yeah. go here. <laughs> so anyway, you are listening to Versus the World Productions at the Consumer Electronics Show. <laughs> we will return after a little bit of Jonathan Colton graces your ears. Stand by. VTW is going to CES. That's right, the Consumer Electronics Show. 
a cornucopia of gadgets, geeks, and the latest in technology. Tune into VTW's front page for updates from our crack staff of hosts who will be scouring the show floor for the latest tech bling and bring it all back to you. January 10th through the 13th, plus follow-up shows. Don't miss it. VTWproductions.com Done by noon, he goes on to his place where he sleeps 
Versus the World Radio uses Typefrag Ventrilo servers. Try them out for free at www.vtwproductions.com. Once you've experienced their incredible sound quality or their high availability worldwide servers, sign up for your own vent server at typefrag.com. Use promo code VTW for a special deal. Try on all of their fantastic features, such as their money-back guarantee, instant setup over the Internet, web-based control panel, live chat support, and servers based around the world, so you can always find one that is near to where you like to play. Versus the World uses Typefrag, and so should you. www.typefrag.com, promo code VTW. Versus the World Productions. Nerds on the Internet. What more could you ask for? www.vtwproductions.com Do you read the Bible, Brett? Because there's this passage. Yoda 25, 17. Try not. Do or do not. There is no try. Uh, That's going to be the best ending ever. We just need real lightsaber effects. I know. We're sad. Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you. Say what? One more time. Wow. You have to picture Samuel L. Jackson as Mace Windu. With his lightsaber pointed at the yes, guy's at eye. Yes, right, right at his chest. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Say what again? Say <laughs> what one more time? Uh, I'm sorry, we're off on a bit of a tangent there. No, that's too much fun. Because <laughs> it would be awesome. It would be oh. awesome. I'd love, so to, we, I'd love go- to do something like that with Samuel L. Jackson in the role of the octopus from The Spirit. I have never <laughs> seen The Spirit. Oh, dude. Really? I thought that was... Uh, so it's not the That's best funny. film okay. in the whole world. It gave us great quotes. But Samuel L. Jackson's character makes that film. He, he has that effect on things. What whole- smells dental and Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, I need context. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> so the bad guys capture the spirit. And they strap him to a dentist chair. <laughs> And Samuel L. Jackson starts this monologue about death in full Nazi SS dress uniform. <laughs> death. Death, death, death. <laughs> and he was talking about all the ways to counter death. And I, fo- I found a way to live forever. And Octung! Hello, Swiss bank account. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, then. That's what I mean. So, I mean... Yeah, no, it is. It's just a constant him stream. Him Mace Windu like that. Yeah. And all of the other funny crap that he says. Oh. Isn't that damn weird? <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll get too deep into the plot. Yeah, stuff. no. I don't want to ruin it for you, but... It's, yeah, it's worth the look for that alone. If you can find the spirit for no dollars and no cents, somewhere, yeah. <laughs> somehow. Mm-hmm. Check the Netflix, maybe, just maybe. Yeah, you can watch the awesomeness of Samuel L. Jackson as Talking about free-range chicken. A bad guy. Yeah, they piss me off. They're proud. Piss me off. Yeah, that's from that monologue. Okay. Yeah, it, again, it's just those things that come out of it where you're like, what? <laughs> see, see this? This is fluffy. My favorite. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew we were onto something. As soon as you, you, you whipped out, 
Do they speak basic on what? <laughs> That's, yo, man. Okay, we're rolling. <laughs> All right, so back to CES. Oh, yeah, that. A little bit. I've got cleanup to do, basically. Oh, my. Go for it. Well, now, stuff now that I did at the time. Yes. And so I went by a couple booths today, and I'll see if there's anything that sparks or reminds me from yesterday or anything else I saw at the con. But speaking, and I'll start with just tech for gamers. Uh, one, I went by a company called Ice Dragon Cooling mm. with kind of a silly, silly display they had up of some paper mache dragon. Or, or are they refrigeration? Well, they're, they support liquid cooling. Okay. And so that's the key. They don't actually do liquid cooling kits. They make the heat exchangers? They make an additive. Oh. So they make a non-water-based or just not a water coolant water, right. that they've proven. And I, I wanted to get a percentage out of the guy. The demo they were running, they were only for a processor that was running at about 144, 145 degrees Fahrenheit on water alone. Mm-hmm. was running at about 141 they just they've got the five five or six degrees cooler at best with just, just the added just a adding different some of their stuff. Well, no, just using their liquid instead. Instead of just regular. And I asked them about it. It's thirty dollars basically for one liter bottle, which for a normal cooling system is enough. Right. But for people who are running a big reservoir or multiple, you know, cooling into like graphics cards, things like that, right. bigger reservoirs, whatever, might take more. But they were really targeted on it. People who are limited in space who can only do a normal size radiator. And so make, to make more efficient yeah. use of it, I explained to them that you need to also be targeting the ultra elite gamer overclocker because they're looking for whatever edge they can. That that couple of percent, yeah, is gold. Uh, to yeah, these people. a two percent decrease in temperature can save your system or push you that extra, you know, hundred megahertz or something when you're overclocking. Yep, and it's weird just to see their eyes kind of go. Oh, rain. Bell. I was like, yes, and this is why I'm more amused than anything. Mm-hmm. I can make your ideas better, much like 3M. <laughs> and so it was just, it was, but it was kind of neat to check out that IceDragonCooling.com. If you are doing water cooling, you might want to check them out. They had a pretty compelling demo, and they showed that the uh, Origin computers, mm-hmm. the one that got the top overclock with a frozen CPU. Yeah. And have laptops, things like that are pushing. They're using their coolant in the, their water-cooled solutions. Nice. So a company like Origin that's pushing the limits believes in them. They, wise, so, they wisely have partnered with the people who are making the cooling systems. Yes. And so that's something we you might want to check systems, out. We make cooling systems better. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of which, I also went by one of my favorite cooling systems out there, Arctic. Mm. Because Arctic, uh, they had a whole line of things out there. And the one that I primarily looked at, they do a lot of solutions for video cars. Aftermarket cooling for video cars. Well, well, that's where a lot of people... I mean, because processors have got so much spare horsepower in cores these days, people don't spend as much time overclocking the CPU with video cards. Ooh, GPU overclocking? Well, but the funny thing is not even just GPU overclocking. Anyone who's running a modern, high-end GPU knows that when you start pushing that card, the vacuum turns on. Yeah. And you hear this... From it, under your desk. The machine begins to hover, yes. Yeah, and so one of the beautiful things is when you start putting on these aftermarket solutions for cooling, most of them, because they have much more efficient heat pipe set up, um, as well as multiple fans, they're able to run them in a, at a lower rate to keep that from happening. Mm. And then it's not a big deal if you leave them on at 100% all the time. Because the fans aren't going to be Because they're, they're not so loud anyways, and so you get to run your, your GPU cooler all the time, which will extend its life. 
And so the reason I went by and checked it out is I've uh, in the past I had taken my old 5870 card that I had and put one of their Aero Extreme Plus 2s on it, which dissipates 300 watts of cooling. It's a triple fan solution, although it is one that increases the size of the card one step above from the instead of a two slot card it's now a three it goes it, it's two and a half so but yeah it makes that it's third a one unus- unusable yeah yeah it makes it unusable and that it appeared still be the case but they've released one already and I was hoping a company would do this for the new ATI Seventy nine seventy, which you were drooling at, at which, several points during the show because people had them deployed. Well, there was at least one of a company that's saying, "No, we're selling this, not just using it in the system," and that is Diamond, uh, which Diamond Multimedia. In a way, was kind of a throwback or nostalgia moment for me because I haven't run a Diamond product for over a decade. Yeah, I used in to my do, computer do, do, do Diamond cards all the damn time. Yeah, back in the old gosh, it would have been my one of my first non three D effects cards. Oh, 3DFX. Yeah. Another dearly departed After, trend. like, my Voodoo 2 or Voodoo 3, whatever, that I what finally... Was, what was the all-in-one, their first all-in-one card, the Voodoo... Well, they had a... God, what was it? Because I think my last, my first diamond was a 770 or something like that. My first diamond card was the first, the Voodoo that was no longer an add-on card. It was the all-in-one. Yeah, and I might... God, I might even got a diamond one of those. Because I remember I had a couple diamonds back in that time frame. Uh-huh. So, over a decade ago... But so it was nice to see them, and they were the only ones I saw who were actively saying, "We are selling this. Here's our card." And I asked them very pointedly, "What makes yours any different from every other?" And they said, "No, it's reference. It's a reference. It's a reference." But I did challenge them to say, "Well, are you guys looking at other things to do with this card? I'm not so worried about the factory overclocking, but are you looking at better cooling situations, stuff like that?" And I got to give credit to the rep who was willing to talk about their competition mm-hmm. and said that, "Yes, we know XFX." Already has come out with a new cooling solution on one of the, on theirs, a dual fan, one that doesn't increase the overall height of the card at all, but still has more efficient cooling. And it, but it still cools it significantly more than the, than the reference design. But it was nice to see that they had a whole line of products from big CPU coolers that also pushed out. I think their biggest one was 320 watts of cooling capacity, which I don't know what that direct comparison is, what that translates to. For cooling, um, but the, the but three twenty is a large number for cooling, uh, considering some of the more traditional ones put out a hundred watts of cooling capacity. Well, yeah, I've seen fan solutions that will require you to buy a bigger power supply to support them. <laughs> well, it's funny too because the Creative Desk where they were running the or the Diamond, I'm sorry, the Diamond Desk where they were running their demo unit of the seventy nine seventy, it was pushing Crisis two on three monitors at fifty seven. 60 by 1080, how I usually run with my three. Just smooth as silk, flawless off the one card. So across three screens. Across three screens. And it's but fa- treating it as one virtual screen. Yeah. Uh. Which is how I like to play a lot of games, but yes. in order to do that currently, I've been running two 6870s in Crossfire. Right. And even that was struggling. And like thing, I told him Skyrim crushes that setup. So I was curious what this new card can handle, and especially since it's a three gig card. Or is that all? Yeah. More RAM than our entire computer used to have. Yeah. And a way faster set of processors. Yeah. <laughs> well, hell, some of, some of the... We were looking at the Sony uh, Xperia. Uh, you mean I don't have to make swap files anymore? <laughs> and strangely, Windows does anyway. Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. Oy. Yeah, but, but they were giving the stats of the Xperia, which is basically an, an Android phone, and it had superior... Stats and capabilities to a lot of my early Pentium computers. I mean, way yeah. more powerful than my old computers. Oh, God. Well, you know what's really funny? Did you see in the NVIDIA booth their 
ultralight, whatever little notebook-like things. That, they're, they're not ultrabooks. They're, they're that next they're, step they're, down. They're in that category. Well, they're running their Tegra 3 processor. Right. So it's basically their ARM-based, um, what you would find in a tablet, right. but with a keyboard. And it was interesting because they were playing games on it that looked quite good. Yeah. Uh, well, it, la- last <laughs> year at CES, Microsoft's big announcement was that Windows would, they would be working on getting Windows to run on ARM architecture. So they, were, they are obviously leveraging that with this uh, Tecra device. Yeah, no, they've done a lot with it. And they, they had a bunch of people gaming it where they were streaming the output from the little notebook thing up to a bigger TV so anyone could see it. And into the notebooks, they had various controllers plugged, including an Xbox 360 controller, things Dual like that. DualShock and all those. Yeah, and, you were, and they were playing a ARM-based game that would have been out on Android devices, any Android devices, one of their games. So it was an FPS that actually worked really well with the controller. I was kind of like, because I had to ask. I was like, "Well, wait, what's that running on? That's not an Ultrabook." Well, there were some interesting other things that actually, by listening into the uh, this week in tech guys, heard about something that we did not run into, but apparently was at the con somewhere. A company <laughs> demoing an app to run in Windows. Okay. That allows you to run all your Android apps. Ooh. So imagine. Windows 8 tablet. Yep. Running Windows 8. Yep. Running this app. Yep. You suddenly have the best of both worlds in a single device. That potentially yep. could be huge. Where you can switch back and forth from all your beloved Android apps and then switch right over to full Windows. Mm-hmm. As long now, as would that be separate or are you running like a virtual space that's running the Android? I'm assuming. No, I didn't actually go get to go see it, but I'm assuming it's some kind of VM. I would assume it's some sort of it would make s- It would make sense. As l- and as long as you have the ability to pull things out of it, it would be amazing. Yeah. Because one of the only problems I've ever had with most VM situations is they're truly sandbox and they're in their own little world. And so oh, it's, I mean, it can be, like it VMware can be difficult. For Mac OS, you can cut paste, well, you, move stuff back. You with can, it. but it, it takes the right plugins on both sides. Yeah, but it, I'm it, just it, saying. it installs pretty seamlessly. Well, it does now. Yeah, it does Back now. In the day, but the that's why I'm just, that's sucked. why I'm saying with this with an app-driven thing like that, I'm curious. Although it's Android, so it but shouldn't most, be too hard. Most apps don't care about moving files in and out. Your average app on a handheld device, it's big. The big deal of the design is it is this closed little universe. I mean, right, often, it doesn't need to. Interact. How often do you move files to and from? Your Android device or your iOS device. Never. It takes a freaking act of Congress to get a file off of an iOS device. Ah, uh, use iExplore, kids. I, it's I, a free app. They it allows exist, you to see you your entire you, network. You have, entire you have declared that Congress is more powerful than God. Only because Steve Jobs is dead. Oh. <laughs> Until then. Or well, before he know, then. He know, from the afterlife, he knows what I'm supposed to be doing with my devices. He reaches out. I, yes, I, I, he I wants need, to I tell you a stick exactly of incense, some bells... And a copy of the uh, Steve Jobs biography. Yeah, in right. order to... We, we got a little ritual. We got to sum up the, the spirit. The iPad well, is no, on the, the floor. floor. See, the problem is what you don't realize is you just uh, gave away Apple's secret of what their research department's been up to. <laughs> it involves pentagrams and candles. Yeah, they can't do it alone. That's right. they, they're trying to say, Steve, Ouija. keep us going. I Ouija board. <laughs> With a little little, <laughs> little round puck shaped uh, indicator, <laughs> Uncle wow. Steve. But it can only do single Uncle click. Uncle Steve, yes. <laughs> click the click the app that we need to release on the store. <laughs> so this is a, something interesting that I expected to hear at the Intel booth, and maybe I just missed it, and maybe because I didn't 
ask specifically about it. They didn't really say anything about Ivy Bridge. I didn't hear anything about that. They were keeping the discussions at a way higher level than that. I mean, so they, really say, dug. they say Core i7, right? Right, and When yes. they say Core i7, that means after about April of next year means Ivy Bridge. It's supposed to. They're not, they're right? not changing the term. They are just changing the chipset underneath it. Right, they're right. They keep calling it i7. So for those that don't know what Ivy Bridge is, it's a, it's a different... Uh, or it's a shrinking or a condensing of the Sandy Bridge architecture. And it also uses th- uh, Trigate transistors. Okay. Which, which More I'm not exactly sure what it, what, it, what it is, but what it does is it reduces power consumption and increases performance. Like I guess it's faster. Well, Intel is always energy. chasing the next nanometer. They're going for yeah. a smaller... A lot of their innovations are not necessarily innovations. <clears throat> they, the, the Atom processor family was basically taking the Pentium 4 and redoing it with a better manufacturing process. Sure. Because whenever you shrink these to smaller die sizes, the outcomes are two wonderful things. Lower power consumption. Yes. Less heat production. Yes. Yeah. Which allows you to then pack on more transistors. Even more transistors. Rinse, repeat, build an empire. Yes. yes. I was just, I was just Ivy Bridge is that No, you're right. I didn't hear anything about that. I, I, real, I realize now that I'm looking up Ivy Bridge on the Wikipedia that Core i7 essentially means Ivy Bridge. Okay. Yeah. Right? And then they were talking about all the Ultrabooks that are going to have these. Well, and that might, that could Core be I, how. Core i7 devices in the, or, you know, Core yeah, i7 processors sets. in the devices, which when we talked about heat problems. On all these devices, like, wow, you've got this all It gets booking. better and better. Right. Well, you're losing a lot of the... You're losing some amount of the heat from the processor. I mean, not all the heat that's generated from your... still run freaking hot. <laughs> yeah, but not the fact all that you the run them at low wattage, yeah. it also means that you're going to have increased battery life. You're going to have all the benefits all wonderful of things. Main, yes. the main draw of energy of the, of the device dropping. Yeah. Yes. The... And that's always been sometimes by accident, just by wanting to to refine their manufacturing processes. They're making these things that are wonderful and portable devices. Yes. Now they're, they're purpose building them now because it's the huge growth market. Because mm-hmm. um, we're all carrying high powered pocket computers now, we just call them phones. Also, in the Windows 8 tablet, they talked about having Core i5 and Core i7 yep. processors in them as well. I which, love how Intel well, and is, that makes way more sense now. By yeah, the way, doesn't it? After yeah. seeing the Ultrabooks. I five and I seven powered tablets, tablets oh, is like of course well, they can. okay, yeah. And, yeah. and the fact that Windows eight is not making you know, Microsoft's not making a special version of Windows eight for tablets. There's they're Windows just gonna, they're just going to run Windows eight. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, I get it now because the hardware's there. It remains to be seen on the whole battery life thing and the heat dissipation thing whether it's going to deliver. But the pieces are coming together in my mind where they may actually have something on their hands here. We'll see. Give it a year or two, they may build their own little tablet empire, as long as it integrates well with the rest of the ecosystem. Then awesome. Windows Phone 8 with your tablet and your home base station. Home, they were even still pushing the idea of the home server, one something that's just never gotten off the ground. Maybe this will be the day for that. Your own personal cloud. Well, you I know have my own cloud at home? Ooh, buzzword, buzzword. <laughs> well, it's funny because, uh, and this ties more to, well, just the home servers doesn't matter. I got to see the Ubuntu TV mm-hmm. today. And it's interesting to see what they're doing. It ran very smooth, the demo they had. Now, granted, it's not an, it's a demo. It's, it's a demo, and it's not an integrated 
hardware piece. They're running a TV, and behind it, it's actually running a Linux box. Okay, well, of so course. So it's not built in because they haven't run any deals yet. Right. But just the ability for it to search and come up with whatever you want from whatever. It's very much like what Microsoft's done with being on the Xbox. Mm-hmm. Where you can just search in it for whatever it is, and it'll find it across your rentals, your owning, games, and whatever. I want that. I saw that today over at the Sony booth. They were demoing a Sony Blue Rope, Blue Rope, Blu-ray player with integrated Google TV. And this was the one outpost. Of, you know, Google TV was on I know, I, everywhere last year, and I found one. Yeah, this I year. think I saw one other one somewhere where it had. But a feature that they were demoing, I desperately want now, which was unified search. Yes, where you search for. A movie title or a TV show title, and then it shows you all the different ways based, you on, can based on what that. you have signed up for. So if you have a Hulu account, a Netflix, an Amazon Prime, yes, Netflix, doesn't matter. It shows you here's the various ways you can get Green Lantern. Not that I would ever watch Green Lantern, but I Im- immediately saw that and desired it. And of course, I can't. <laughs> so you need to put this on my PS3. Stat. Pronto. Well, the yeah. key is once the technology is really there, the ability to throw it on PS3 should be simple. Yeah, it's just a matter of if they want to. Yeah, and I, I don't think they're going to be putting Google they, TV on they, the PS3. Well, but they need something like that done because it is still to this day known by everybody that their interface blows. The new rev- and see, you have just illustrated the point. The new interface for Google TV is heavenly. They just got it out there too late. The, the tsunami of bad press has preceded because the first several iterations of Google TV did suck. And about three months ago, they pushed out the first major revision, and everyone went, oh, see, that's what you should have had at launch. And sadly, they did not. I also love how Intel has stolen BMW's uh, model numbering system. Oh, really? The 3 Series, the 5 Series, and the 7 Series. Oh, that is oh, true. Yeah. They, well, you see, they put their eye on the other side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what makes it Intel versus BMW. But it's basically the same thing. They, they've done the good, better, best. And they yep, they have. I3, yep. Core they I5, have. Core i7. Um, and uh, also with the stuff that Arctic had, they had a bunch of other things, but cooling is what they're known for. They've got a bunch of USB devices, things like that also. So you can check them out. Uh, I want to say it's arcticcooling.com that you can go online and see what they're doing. Uh, I, another one that I ran into that I was a favorite of mine last year, and I got to see what they've updated this year was the XI3 computers. Yeah, I love the those little, little cubes. Little cubes. So they're basically sub um, ITX. Yeah, they're tiny. totally proprietary, they're, but, they're, but they're tiny. But they're, they're tiny, tiny. But they do. They're they're running AMD chips, and you can get a dual core 64 bit 1.8 gig chip in there with two gigs of RAM, uh, mega cache, and the key is that power. Only takes twenty watts yeah. of energy. Wow! And that's really the key to it because if you can think of all the things that they that you can do, and it only costs twenty watts, you don't. Even, that's less than most of your lighting you, you in your can, home. You can build some interesting solutions and appliances around that platform. Exactly. And the big ones they were showing is a media PC running Windows. Yep. And just how easily because they have the mount stuff, the nice aluminum cases where you can mount it on the back. Right. Of your TV and stuff. But they came out with a couple new products, which are their form factor things of where you can you put an XI3 computer. Mounting solutions. And yes. Such. And so one of them, they built a case that you can embed in your wall. And then it's kind of, it's just like your Foxconn data right. things that you can throw in a basement that have all your wires, all your networking going into one place. Got it. But it's just this little, not even a foot-by-foot box that opens, has a lockability to it right. that you could fit 
two or three of these cubes XI3 in cubes in Home automation, baby. All and kinds of home run the wires straight in and out of it. Oh, very much so. And since they don't throw out a ton of heat, cooling is not going to be a huge deal. Not a ton of heat. The, most of the parts are solid state, things like that. There's one fan for the case. Another thing they showed, and they've updated because they always said one of the big parts is modular so that your main CPU is on the bottom of the board. The, uh, one side of it's your GPU, and the other side is all your inputs. Okay. So they came up with a new input rack on it. Input rack. Yes. And so the input rack, actually it's a combination of input and output, has, they, they've included a server model now. Oh. To this. Little, little wee baby cute to the server. Yes. But here's the key. Packing a punch. Many of them as a server. And so internal. You can build a little wall of parallel computing. Oh, they have, they have a rack. That you can put these in. Well, my wife with has trays a rack, too, but with, we don't well, talk about it. But I don't know if you I don't can, think you're I, putting XI3s in it. <laughs> hey, you can don't probably judge strap, me. You can probably strap to the front, but this one, no. it, had trays, <laughs> it had trays that you could pull out and had, I want to say, 30 of these things on a tray. Just one tray mm-hmm. in a server rack and of it, the computers all networked together, running together. They also now include in the I.O. board a fiber channel connection. Mm-hmm. 10 gigabit fiber. Nice. 10 gigabit fiber. That yeah, is that's server. Hot. That's that's well, you big build, boy. You build your storage array there. With you know, that and, and oh God. The, one connection had four USBs, two external SATA or what? ESATA. I'm ESATA. looking at the back right now. Yeah, you see all the ports on that thing. Hey, it's got DVI out, HDMI out. From the IRC. Got, I, could, I could stick absolutely anything into the back of that little box. Yes, reinforced from hole. the IRC. Hey, nice input rack, babe. <laughs> hey, when I look at some, well, yeah, when I you, I, I do judge by the input rack. Well, you gotta have compatible connectors. Yeah, it, it's kind of unfortunate when you have to force a connector. I, I don't want to have to mess around I with adapter. It's not always bad. You, I mean, you want an adapter that's gonna fit snug. No, snug you don't. You don't want it to just jiggle in there. You want to be. A, you don't want it to fall out on its own. You want it. You want it to have a little bit of, you know, it's, it should moving right. right along. So I just want to throw that update out there that they've got all these server solutions now. They're even sexier. And, yeah, it's something that you could, if you were looking for an fairly inexpensive or at least a really good update mm-hmm. and something that, or a new install that's going to last you a while. Because these computers, they said, on average, last six to ten years. Awesome. And if you're using it for something like home automation or just you know, simple archiving of your media... That's not something you're going to upgrade with just raw storage management. Well, and that's the thing. Most of the storage, it has like 16 gigs of internal storage. Right, but, you but then it has all the connectors kind of for ter- external. And they have those, their enclosures will hold drives. Yeah, they have the, enclosures, the, the, the so, matching enclosures that you can. That yeah, so you can set them all together in those neat, pretty racks they have now for it. So it was nice to go back to them. And, and I did this with a few companies to say, and what have you done for me lately? Yes. And, and that was and, one. You know, come to Vegas and see all the pretty, pretty racks. Yes. Yeah. And, on that, booth, and on that bombshell, we end. We have reached the end of our broadcast time for our final exhausting day, reporting from the <laughs> Consumer Electronics Show 2012. Yay. Yay and boo all at once. <laughs> I have been the other Todd. I am Todd Prime. And I am Wayne. We return to our regular broadcast schedule beginning tomorrow at, oh my God, 7 a.m. Pacific time. Oh, dark 30, 30 sir. Yes. 
Yes, Gnoma Weeze slash and, other Joel, Todd. And Joel will be for our regular episode of Alpha Geek Fridays, after which I'll be packing up the car and heading back to the zone of arid. Back hmm. to life. Back, back to, to reality. reality. Yep. We do uh, serenades, uh, 20 bucks pop. <laughs> ladies, 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 form an orderly queue. Oi. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, you guys. Aeon's got a double XP weekend this weekend. And I care <laughs> why. Where did Don't. that come from? Nobody play it. Nobody plays that game. Precisely. That just popped into uh, my inbox. Ah, ah I got the, you. <laughs> live update. Go off the air. <laughs> <sighs> Breaking news on vtwproductions.com. Double XP weekend on what? Smoke tour? Wow. No. No. That other game. Star Wars Galaxy? That other game. Rifts? No, that no. other game. Uh, Age, of yeah, it's Age of Conan. <laughs> Age of Canon, yes. Age of Canon. <laughs> Lineage 2? No, that other game. Planetside? Dark Age of Camelot? <laughs> Teok, oh God. <laughs> no, that sword and sorcery game. Oh, uh, Anarchy Online. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say Lord of the Rings Online? Lotor, yep. Lotor. Shadow Run Online? Shadow that doesn't exist yet? Yeah. Uh, Moving right along. <laughs> Say Just goodnight, Gracie. Good night, trail. Gracie. Good night. We the hell are out of here. Bye-bye, radio people.